Welcome to the Bank of Me podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance build strong cultures. Hosted by James Sparrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a deep dive episode. In this Deep Dive Bank of Me podcast, we are going to be focusing on sleep and looking at some of the issues and also some of the solutions around what is becoming a worldwide epidemic. We're joined this week by Ian Chambers, who is the CEO of MindCandy. This is an organisation that is aiming to create worlds that fire the imagination. One of these worlds, Moshi Twilight, is focused on the health and happiness for children. Ian, good to have you. Hi, welcome. Nice to be here. Ian. I know already there are millions of people that are using Moshi Twilight, but for the people out there who have yet to, to discover this delight, would you please just explain a little bit more about what it does and the background to it? Sure. So Moshi Twilight is it's an app, it's content that we've created in the world of Moshi Monsters, which you may be familiar and your audience may be, um, a kid's world that was created 10 years ago. And what we're trying to do is help kids to relax and sleep. Sleep is the master switch to our lives, all of us. And through Moshi Twilight and these incredible stories we're creating, which I'm sure we'll go on to talk about, we're helping kids to calm down, to relax, and to gently lull off to sleep. And that's our goal, to help one and a half billion kids around the world to to sleep better. That's quite an ambition, one and a half billion. And what number are you up to right now? Oh, that's a good question. And, you know, we've had millions of kids falling asleep to our stories in you know in the US in the UK Australia and Canada and you know we're well on the path but clearly you know sleep is a is a major global issue i mean everyone sleeps this isn't a situation where it applies to some people and not others you know we every single human being on this planet has to sleep and it's an area that we all need to focus on more and particularly with our kids as they come into this world of technology of content of non-stop entertainment how do we help them to learn that sleep is so important to their health and well-being and what are you seeing in terms of the, the data around children and sleep well generally children aren't sleeping enough in fact as far as you know from everything we've looked at generally everyone isn't sleeping enough and, you know, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about some uh, more detail but from a personal point of view. I've been through this myself and I've seen the impact of, of what a lack of sleep can have and the positives it can bring by actually making sure you don't just get like a, the volume of sleep, but actually it's the quality of sleep. And that's what it all comes down to. So with kids specifically, what we're seeing is a rise, particularly in the use of melatonin. And this is a product which can be bought over the counter in the US in a pharmacy. Uh, in the in the UK, it needs to be through prescription. But you know, having spoken to many experts within the uh, within the profession, in the medical profession, we're actually finding that melatonin prescriptions are increasing. And clearly there's there's needs for prescription of, of, of drugs and we wouldn't want to say, you know, one thing is necessarily better than another. But we do feel that finding a, a natural 
and audio-based only approach to tackling a really serious problem, we'd much rather achieve it through that than necessarily having to prescribe our children drugs. And one of the things I'm, I'm wondering as well is how much understanding there is around the long-term use of, of drugs such as melatonin. Well, it's, I mean, I'm no, I'm no expert in this field, but from everyone I've spoken to, it's still unclear is probably the main thing to say. There's, there's no conclusive evidence that either it has a necessarily a, a strong effect on, on sleep, a positive effect, and, and very little data to say what the long-term usage effects are either. So I think with both of those uncertainties, as a parent myself of two kids, I think if I had a choice uh, and I could find something that could work, which would mean I wouldn't be doing that, then I think I would choose something which would enable me to, to do it without the necessary need to have a prescription. So you know, our goal is to, is to give that option to, to parents and realise that there are, getting a good night's sleep is incredibly important, but there are ways, and we're seeing the evidence of how this is possible through the use of audio content. So that brings us nicely into Moshi Twilight. And I absolutely agree with you, regardless of the issues around drug use, it's, there's a better way, isn't there, in terms of helping children sleep. So would you talk me through how this works? Because I, I've used it with my own daughter and it works, but I'm baffled by how, because I guess I'm not eight and I'm not lying in her bed listening to what she's listening to in the way that she is but just talk me through it because it's not magic there is science there isn't there yeah so I think the first thing is that we're not trying to take away from parenting you know this is not trying to replace parents reading stories to their children at bedtime which is an incredibly important powerful moment in in a in a daytime and for the relationship between parents and kids and that's not what we're trying to address what we're trying to address is the moment's after uh, you've read the story and you've, you've said goodnight, and I'm sure for all the parents listening and myself included, there's that time between that and the child being asleep. And here we're talking generally about children sort of under eight, that it can be very challenging to get them to settle. And as parents, we can spend the next 20 minutes, half an hour, two hours, whatever it may be. And, you know, we have heard some extreme cases where it can be very long periods of time where you're effectively, you know, your evening is effectively put on hold because you're trying to get your, your child to settle down and sleep. And that actually, the, the impact of that is not only on the child in that it means they have less sleep and less quality of sleep, but of course it impacts the parent as well because they then don't have the time in the evening to focus on their own health and well-being and the things that are important to them. And after all, the parents, they're their people in their own right and they need to have time to to think about their own health and well-being and and their own sleep as well so the way it works is we created sleep stories and we took this idea from one of our partners calm who have been and continue to be incredibly successful with their app called calm which is focused on the adult health and well-being space and these stories we've created they're 15 to 20 minutes long and they are set in the world of Moshi Monsters, which lends itself incredibly well to dreamlike stories because they are very, a very kaleidoscopic world and with very interesting and diverse characters and places for, for children to explore. And the stories are audio only, so there's no screens. There's no, uh, nothing to look at and no, no blue light that's going to distract the children. And as we know, that's not a great thing to be looking at at bedtime. But they're stories which gently 
take the child on a journey from being awake into the world and then slowly become more and more soporific, more and more relaxing, more and more calming until eventually they become white noise. And so they're not a traditional story in the sense where you'd have a, a traditional kind of sonata form of kind of ABA, where you have a start and middle and end and you have cadences and plot changes and, and, and things happening. We've created something really that starts off engaging to, to excite the child's mind and to, and to engage them and to give them something to look forward to because they, they'll, they love these characters. And then it just takes them on a journey uh, and the goal being that by the end of uh, one story, they'll be fast asleep. And some some parents are listening to these with their children and, you know, watching them gently drift off to sleep. And then others are are leaving them to uh, to listen to them to themselves. Either way, what we've seen is a one incredible feedback from parents who are using this um, to help them. And the main sort of output is that it's helping kids get to sleep sooner, which is therefore giving them a lot more time and more quality of sleep. And that, of course, then leads to a better development because a lack of sleep in children actually leads to an impacts health, learning ability, development, weight. I mean, the list goes on and on. And so anything we can do to improve the length and quality of our kids' sleep is, in my opinion, something worth trying. I've got a couple of questions from what you've just said, but the first one that springs to mind is why are children no longer sleeping as well as they did? Are you, through your work, have you come across any particular reasons that stand out? Yeah, so there is, there is a certain irony, which um, isn't lost on me, that we're a company that's been creating visual worlds, animation and games. And of course, at the moment, we're delivering our content through an app, which is a screen. And then in some ways... The argument could be, well, that's isn't that precisely the problem that's creating this? And I think the point here is kids have grown into a world of technology, infinitely different to what we grew into. And we need to look at how we use technology as part of the solution, even if it is also potentially part of the problem. And so that's what we're trying to achieve by using these audio stories and delivering them through Bluetooth speakers, Amazon Alexa we're live on, Google Home, and of course, through apps where Parents can put these stories on through a shared device or something they put up on a, on a bookshelf, um, such as an iPad, for example. So the question of why sleep is being impacted, I think, is the volume of content that is open, available to kids, the devices they have access to, which means they now have these high attention devices, uh, tablets and phones that they've got access to. The changing nature, I think, of parents' work routines, meaning that generally parents are working more and more as both parents work, meaning leading them to, to of course, more, uh, I'd say, more more challenging bedtime routines when they both come back from, from work and, of course, are naturally tired after a hard day's work as well. Sugar is clearly an issue as well, uh, and diet, diet on the whole. So I think there's a whole range of issues which are impacting sleep. And I don't think it'd be pinned on, on any one as kind of the one problem. But I think when you look at all of those factors and you compare it to the world that you know, our parents and, and us, frankly, grew up into, even in the, in the 70s and 80s, there's just a completely different set of challenges that the kids face now. And as parents, of course, the thing here is we haven't also been taught how to 
deal with this you know and what what we should use and what we shouldn't use and there are a lot of mixed messages i think there's messages of don't use this do use this don't do this here don't do this here and i think we need to be very clear to parents that frankly whatever works is good if there's not a problem then there's not a problem and i think finding solutions to this problem is is incredibly important and our goal is to through using technology is to find the positive uses of this technology to create something which which kids love and fall in love with and parents trust because they know it's going to work and it's going to work in a way which is appropriate for their children you talked there about having to learn how to manage these devices and this situation with children one of the problems that strikes me is that we ourselves as adults are going through the same battle that sleep or lack of sleep is an epidemic that's as prevalent in adults as it is in children and we're almost the carriers aren't we that infect children because like you say the things that we do that that mean we have lack of sleep so different work hours devices bad diet bad attitude to sleep directly impact our children yeah and i think it's the two are definitely related um and one compounds the other which is yeah if the kids aren't sleeping then clearly you're going to your sleep's going to suffer as well because there's there's a lot to cram into a day and there's a lots of sort of you want to fit in after the, after they have gone to sleep but equally yes we're we're having to learn as well about how to use technology in a way which is you know supporting and promoting the positive aspects of our life whilst of course showing our children how to how to use this technology and how to effectively bring it in and i think we have to we have to learn a lot as well and this is where apps like calm are are focused and why they're being so successful because from a personal point of view you know as someone who is running a business and got a couple of kids and and all the rest of it that goes with it uh, as I'm sure lots of your listeners do finding that balance is really tough and I think I've been on my own personal kind of journey over the last year or so of figuring out how to ensure a good amount of sleep whilst also making sure i've got time for myself and my wife and at the same time as that there's giving a being a good role model to my, to my kids as the you know running a technology company of when it's right to use technology and when it's not and how to limit it and how to make sure you're spending time on all the other things that are incredibly important to a child's development like going out and exercising and going for walks in the woods and reading and playing a musical instrument and spending time with friends and all of these things and i think it all comes down to really a blend of how you make these things work together and ultimately sort of accepting and being positive that technology is an incredible thing i mean if i was if i had a choice of any moment to have ever been born in human history i'd choose today because the the technological advances are just incredible the question is how do we blend it into our lives in a way which makes sure that we also respect the things that are incredibly important to the development of humans and i think that's the thing we need to get better at with our children and i think you make quite a few good points there around technology in itself isn't evil or dangerous it's it's what we do with it or what we choose to do with it and we don't yet have the maturity it feels or the responsibility to say when we should and shouldn't pick it up. I'm hearing more and more friends and colleagues talking about directly lying to their children, saying, I'm just looking at work, when they're actually looking at Facebook on the phone. And 
what that actually says in terms of it's their downtime, but also it's an excuse to continue doing it. And I've had this where I've been looking at my phone and my daughter said to me, Daddy, can we play or are you too busy? And I'm looking at absolute rubbish on the phone. And it, it seems that technology has been blamed for it, but it's actually it's us that are to blame because we're not handling it properly yet. Yeah, it is. It's it's our own realisation that ultimately we're in control of what we do. And of course, the the technology itself, of course, is designed in a way that is going to keep your attention, of course, because that's the that's the goal of, of platforms is how do we keep um, keep you engaged. But, you know, it's great to see Apple launching their screen time service within iOS 12. So you can now see the amount of time you're spending, which I think has been a incredible eye opener for for people just looking on looking on twitter and seeing how people are talking about how surprised they are in terms of how much time they've spent um, on a daily basis and a weekly basis so that the awareness is one thing and making us all aware we're doing it i think the other thing is is self-imposed um rules um now you can do those through ios 12 and you can set rules and and when you can and how much you can use and everything but simple rules, you know, we have a rule in our house, which is no screens at the table. It's quite simple. And we've done that from, well, ever since the children were, were toddlers and they haven't got their own screens yet, um, although they have access to iPads and things. But as the parents, we have to 100% respect that. And we do. I think it is important to try and set boundaries from an early age and help each kids how to use these um, services and products responsibly now the challenge of course as they get older and i haven't gone into this this stage of life yet is then when they do have their own devices how are we how are we helping them to understand how to have self-control then also of course how to avoid the pitfalls and challenges uh, that exist with um with using these devices and and some of the the more the ways in which they use which clearly we'd rather our kids didn't didn't experience so there's a lot of work to be done in education and i think it's about educating parents um, as well as much as educating kids and helping parents to set a good example for their kids but also to talk to them about it and talk about you know how important this technology is to us but equally how we need to blend it effectively into our lives in a positive way just going straight back to the moshi twilight app and the way it works recently there was a, a big outcry around devices in bedrooms based on research that showed how having a device in the bedroom can significantly disrupt a good night's sleep and i think a, a lot of people misunderstood and they thought it was down to the device's transmitting functions were disrupting the sleep but it's not is it it's actually down to the fact that we know the device is there and we react differently because we can then access and use it far more than we would otherwise. But your, your app takes a different tack. It's bringing audio far more into this. Is that something that we're going to see more of, do you think? I think audio is incredibly powerful. There's something very, very special about, and clearly we're not saying kids should put headphones on, I'm just talking about audio in general, but there, there is something incredibly special about putting on headphones um, or being in a quiet place and listening to audio. Sound is your ears, from my understanding, are the last, your hearing is the last sense to, to turn off before you fall asleep or when you're falling asleep, rather. So, audio, we know how incredibly important it is to us, and you know, clearly, music is, is, is a huge part of every one of our lives. In terms of the app usage, or rather, the tech use in bedrooms, I think 
we clearly in a world where yes you don't want kids looking at screens before bedtime to any to any degree and that's why we've gone for something which is audio only the question then is about how you deliver our content into the bedrooms and what we're seeing is a huge number of parents using bluetooth speakers so you can send the songs directly from or the stories rather you can send them directly from the app to a bluetooth speaker which is in the child's room as I mentioned, where you can go on Google Home or Amazon Alexa, which are speakers and don't have any screens associated with them. So there's all different kinds of ways for us to for kids to listen to this content in their bedrooms. As far as we're concerned, if it's working and parents are saying this helps my child go to sleep sooner, which means I get more time in the evening, which means they wake up more refresh, which means their learning and development is better. That's the benchmark I look at versus some arbitrary view that you can't take a screen or you can't take a device into a bedroom at all without it having some kind of negative impact. Which is back to the discussion we're having around this is about setting our own rules rather than trying to self-prohibit. But the numbers around sleep deprivation are, are terrifying, aren't they, in terms of how little we're all getting? They are. It's steadily got worse. We go to bed too late. And the thing about that I've read and through the research I've done is that it's more about quality of sleep, as I mentioned earlier. And it, it isn't just about necessarily the, the time you go to bed, but it really is about what's your mind doing when you're asleep. And I think you know, there's far more qualified people than me to, to talk about this in detail. But you know, you want to know that when you are sleeping, you're 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 in deep sleep, and you're getting the quality, the right amount of deep sleep. Of course, the, you go through cycles, and so you're not always in deep sleep. You know, you go through light sleep and REM sleep and all the rest of it. But clearly, we we all want to wake up feeling refreshed. And I'm sure, and I've done had this for personally for years and years of probably having a reasonable amount of sleep. You know, the sort of six, seven, maybe even eight hours sometimes, but waking up feeling very very tired and not really understanding why uh, and that's from my understanding is a lot down to the quality of sleep and what we need to really focus on is the period running up to to when we fall asleep we should be relaxing and we should be calm and as I mentioned calm already I'll mention it again it really is another another kind of app that can that does that for adults and can set you up for a really really great night's sleep and that can be Everything from not looking at screens so much in the in the sort of hour or two before you go to bed, you know, not doing what you know we've all done, which is staying up and watching you know a TV show until you know, you know midnight, and then just going straight to bed. Finding time to do some reading, finding time to find a quiet space and to and to think about the day and and to relax, and really trying to get your mind in a position. Having a really having having a, a bath is clearly another very very positive one, and so. Trying to find use some of these techniques to help us enter the sleep process in a far more relaxed state, which will therefore give us a better quality of sleep and and of course wake up feeling more refreshed. And of course, there are other di- and diet is a big part of this as well. And I wouldn't be one to start telling people they can't have a, a glass of red wine in the evening. But we we you know from again all the research I've I've read and the people I've spoken to, diet is a huge part. Alcohol, caffeine, these have a much greater impact on sleep than one may think on the face of it and we can all do better at looking at our nutrition and our diets and I think if your kids are getting to sleep earlier and you found a way to achieve that and you're not having to spend two hours holding their hands then that hopefully gives us more time in the evening to go right well actually I can still find time to to sit down and, uh, and spend a bit of time on the telly with you know and enjoying something 
but I can also find some time to, to, you know, to actually calm down and relax. And that's what we're really trying to give parents the ability to do as well. Do you envisage that there's a space for a adult version of Moshi Twilight? Well, we are getting parents who are telling us that they uh, they love our stories and they they fall asleep to them as well, which is great. But um, I mean, Moshi clearly is a kids a kids brand. But you know, sleep stories. You know, this is actually a, a calm you know a calm trademarked product in the US, and you know, we've partnered with them to take the learnings they've had from what they've done for adults. So it already exists in the adult space through them. Uh, and we've really adapted what they've done for the kids market. Excellent. So just before we finish, Ian, explain to our listeners exactly how they can get Moshi Twilight for their children, because I, I found it, uh, but please make it abundantly clear, because I do believe this is a very powerful tool, as you say, both to help children sleep, but also to give us all a far less stressful evening and an earlier bedtime so the app is available to download on google play ios for um, for apple devices and on amazon fire so that's search for moshi twilight uh, in any of those uh, in any of those stores and um, you can download it for free and uh, you can try out the content uh, and see if it works for you and then if you're interested beyond that there's various subscription options and if you want to try it out and you've got uh, Google Home or Amazon Alexa, then you can, um, it's available on both of those platforms, some free content's available on both of those platforms. And you can say, to, for example, Echo or Alexa, play a Moshi Twilight sleep story and it will play you a sleep story and you can listen to one that way and try it out. Thank you. I would advise any parent that using it stay and listen as well because it, it, they are a real treat, aren't they? They're lovely, gentle stories, and they certainly, like you say, that I find myself drifting off, even though it was aimed for my daughter. I, I enjoyed it as well. Ian, thank you so much for joining us. I think the work that you're doing, particularly with helping children sleep and be healthier, is critical. It is, as we say, it is becoming an epidemic. And the science around children and health is very clear that they need plenty of it and they're not getting it. So thank you for your work and thank you very much for your time. Well, I would, I'd like to say one final thing. Which sure. is, well, thank, you, thank you, firstly, for, for having me on here. But um, just to put a shout out to the team because this is all created in London. The, the writer of all of these stories is our chief creative called Steve Cleverly, who created all the characters, has written all the stories, and we just have the most incredible team based in London who are creating this content and we are really trying to help the health and happiness of one and a half billion kids worldwide and it's just a it's a great mission to wake up to every morning and we have a great time doing it so uh, we'll continue to do our best to, to achieve that goal. Brilliant thank you very much and thank you for thanking the team good also to hear that it's a made in Britain product you're following on from our Red Arrows interview recently which is also a great British brand so let's hope you join them up there. Ian Brilliant. thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com.